everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Join the Journey podcast. I am not Emma Daughter, as you can hear by my voice. My name is Jermaine Harrison, and I get to direct Watermark students here at Watermark, um, overseeing our ministry to students in grades 6 through 12. And I'm joined by my also special co-hosts on this episode, Will McElroy. What's up, Jermaine? Hey, Jermaine, I have a question for you. You're being in students, what is what is happening tonight? Tonight's the first Wednesday of the month, and what what's special about tonight? That's right, guys. Because it's September seventh, Wednesday, September seventh, to be specific. Tonight, yes, tonight is our first um, Shoreline large group gathering. High school students in the auditorium at Watermark, spending time hanging with friends, worshiping, hearing a student share their testimony, and learning from God's word. So, if you're a high schooler or no one, come on to Watermark tonight at seven p.m. Let's go. Come on. So let's uh let's talk about Luke 13, Jermaine. What a uh just, I'd love to hear what, what thoughts you had after yeah. reading and studying this chapter. Um, so Heath Heidke actually wrote the devotional for today, and I'd encourage you to go and read his devotional. Shout out to Heath. He's actually a small group leader of a group of guys. And so tonight he'll he'll be at Shoreline hanging with us. So um, I'm encouraged by the thoughts that he had from verses. Really, he spent his time on the first kind of segment of chapter 13. But to set up where we're going to go, man, I think it is so amazing to think about um, Jesus and his earthly ministry. And going back to actually the chapter 12, verse one, it says, in the meantime, when so many thousands of people had gathered together that they were trampling one another, Jesus began to teach his disciples. And so you kind of get this picture. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem where he would be betrayed, put on trial and, and um, crucified. And thousands of people are following him are flocking to him. And, you know, it's like going to a bunch of different small towns in Texas. If let's say 5,000 people were following you everywhere you went, Will, into the small towns in Texas, like Mm -hmm. everyone would notice. Everyone would be like, what's going on over there? Who is this guy? And Jesus is sharing with them some important truths. And so in chapter 13, as Heath kind of pointed out in his devotional, he starts out in chapter 13 addressing two tragedies that had happened. One where Herod had killed all these worshipers, and then another situation where a natural disaster occurred. And so evil men commit evil acts is one of the realities of um, of our world that we see here. And broken things happen in a broken world um, is another thing that we see here as Jesus even addresses these, these issues. And he's addressing a question that is normally happened, uh, that normally happens when, when tragedy strikes. Why did this happen? Did it happen because these people were really bad and they um, were deserving of judgment? Did it happen for some other reason? And it's so interesting that Jesus kind of doesn't even answer that question necessarily. He answers a personal question um, to this, this maybe more general or broad question. So if people were asking, why did this happen? Were these people sinners? Did they deserve it? Jesus kind of skirts around that to a more important question. And that more important question is, what if that was you? 
What if today was your last day alive? Would you be ready to meet God? Would you be ready to um, stand before him justified because of Jesus and not because of your own work or your own doing? It's kind of the, 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 the question that he answers. And he says that we should pr- repent which is to turn from our sin, turn from our rebellion and turn towards God or else we will all perish in the same fashion that these people unfortunately died. That's awesome. I, Jermaine, I think another question that comes to mind, and maybe this is kind of getting down a little bit of a rabbit trail, but uh, I relate to the questions they were asking and times that bad things have happened to me before. I can look back and just think a few weeks earlier, I sinned. And it's a common question. I think was, was the result of my sin, the consequence of my sin, like the AC unit going out or me getting <laughs> sick? Is that the, like, is that because I sinned? And what, what would you say? Yeah, I would say that there are natural and normal consequences to sin. Like sin always affects someone, whether it's you or someone else. Um, But Jesus is particularly addressing the fact that regardless of the consequences of sin or the reason why there's a broken situation or a tragedy, um, let's bring it back to you, to the individual. Are you ready to meet God? Are you have you repented? Have you taken um, an honest reflection of your life and and where you are with the Lord? Like that's his most important question. Because you can you can you can maybe the, the the AC unit did go up because of something you did. Maybe you were um, just not. Uh, wise and taking care of your house or servicing the AC. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot of ambiguity in the answer to why something happened or why something didn't happen. But there is specific clarity to, is my heart right with God? Have I surrendered to him? Yes or no. And, and he kind of goes on into kind of building on that idea in the second segment, which is verses six through nine, where he tells the story of the parable of the barren fig tree, where this guy plants a pig, a fig tree, and he goes through it three years in a row at the time when it should bear fruit, and there's no fruit. And then ultimately, he's ready to cut it down. And, you know, he's advised like, no, like, let's wait another year. We'll do everything we need to do to make sure that this fig tree can bear fruit. And maybe in a year um, it will bear fruit. And if at that point it doesn't, then we can cut it down. And so Jesus is like challenging and making uh, known to us that someone who has repented, who has turned from their sin and turned to God, they are made new. And someone who is new produces fruit. And even in this parable, he's showing um, the patience of God that while it may take a while to produce fruit, God is still patient with us. And that there's years that go by and this, you know, fig tree, if you will, doesn't bear fruit, but there's patience. And at the same time, there is also still a last chance, right? In verse nine, it talks about him saying, hey, if I come in a year and we've done all these things to help it produce fruit and there isn't any fruit, then I'll cut it down. And so I think the personal application for us is, is my life reflective of the fact that I have repented? Mm-hmm. That's an important question for me, for you, for all of us to ask every single day because um, Jesus makes us new and Jesus transforms us. There isn't a maybe this will happen. It's a, It will definitely happen as we yield ourselves um, to his leadership in our lives. I love that. I I think another question that I love just to ask myself and going back to where you started, Jermaine, which is the scene of this, of 
Jesus talking to thousands of people is I love to ask myself is like, what would, what would Will teach if he had an audience of 5,000 people or what would, what would Jermaine or what would you teach if you had an audience of 5,000 people? And I don't think I would tell people <laughs> that you're going to either, either repent or perish, you know, yeah. but I think the reason that Jesus goes there is because he knows that these aren't just, uh, ordinary people he's talking to. These are people that are going to have an eternity set before them. And either that eternity is going to be spent perishing or it's going to be spent in everlasting life with with Christ. And so Jesus just knows the weight and importance of what he is teaching. And he doesn't want uh, us to miss it, which is why I love what you were saying, Jermaine, of how he turns a question that is pretty general and broad and spins on his tail and makes it a personal one to talk about you, the individual. Yes, absolutely. There is a last chance. And the question for us to reflect on today, based on this passage, is, is am I ready? Does my life reflect the fact that I've been made new? Or am I a, ba- a barren fig tree that's been barren for years and years and years and years? And there's patience with God. Um, but there is a last chance. And um, if you're listening to this, just is, it, it's not your last chance. There's still hope. There's still opportunity today to surrender your life to him, to yield your life to the spirit, to follow God's word, to live in a way that honors him if you are a follower of his. And so um, I love chapter 13 and I love the encouragement it is to us. Let's go. All right. Hey, y'all. I've always wanted to say this. And by always, I mean the last eight months. I'm so glad that we're on this journey together. We'll see you guys next time. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.